Good morning. How are you? Welcome to the class this morning, the 10 o'clock class. And uh, today we are finishing up our membership class and we're finishing up, uh, it's a review of what Boomerang is and we just welcome you to it. Uh, one thing I love about this class is even though it's a membership class and kind of getting to know Boomerang, there's such great information. It's one of my absolute favorite classes and I just enjoy it. And so I just welcome you. We welcome anybody that's watching online. And uh, let's go ahead and get started as we step into our first slide. Um, one of the things in this class that we have going on is this. We want to give you the ability to get to your destiny. All right? So right now, here's where you're at. You're going down this road called life. God has a plan for you. It's a great plan. And we want to give you the ability to get to your destiny. But in order to do that, you've got to connect with the things of God. And in order to do that, then you need to know your place in the body of Christ. Well, you don't just go jumping into any church. You don't just go wherever you necessarily feel comfortable. You don't just go wherever you want to go. 1 Corinthians 12.18 says that God has placed the members in the body. So the Lord has a specific place for you. And our job is not to tell God where that place is, but to hear from God where's that place and then be obedient to get in that place. And in that place... You can, you can move towards your destiny that God has for you, and that's always a great plan. So we want to hear from the Lord. Well, in this class, one of the things we've said every day is we have, uh, we've given you an airport example. Let's say that you wanted to go over to uh, the airport and you wanted to go to New York. Well, if you go to New York, here's the only thing. Do you just go to Charlotte Douglas Airport, you jump on the first gate you get to and get on that plane? Well, you might not end up in New York. You might end up in Kalamazoo or somewhere else. Or maybe you do get to New York, but you go you know, via Omaha. You know, I don't know, but you need to make sure that you are going to the right destination on God's path that he has for you. So the purpose of this class is to show you where is Boomerang going and how do we plan on getting there. And so we don't want you to just jump in. We want you to know. We want you to hear from the Lord. We want you to see. Not just because we want you to agree with how we do it only. We also want you to understand, hey, when we hit this destination, there's a purpose for us being here. So it helps you to be on track with us. You remember Jesus said this, he said, I never, no longer call you slaves or no longer call you servants, but I call you friend. And a friend knows what his friend is doing, and so we call you friends too. We want you to know what we're doing so that you, we can all be on track, we can all be in harmony together and in unity. So the first slide, today we're talking about session four, and this is structure. And the very first uh, slide says how our church is structured. The church is a fellowship, okay? It says in Acts 2.42, they spent their time in learning from the apostles, taking part in the fellowship. So we see very clearly from the beginning of the foundation of the church that the church is structured as a fellowship. Now today in American society, uh, many churches are structured as a business. And that's an, that's an issue because when, as soon as you start moving into business, you start moving by strategy and logic and earthly things, not heavenly things. Fellowship 
is a part of a heavenly thing. We don't just want a business. We don't just want an organization. We want a living, full-of-life organism that's built up in God. So the church is a fellowship. This is a big piece of who we are. Um, I'll say it like this. We're a family. You know, when you come to Boomerang, you're going to feel the love that people have because they're going to love on you, and uh, they're going to get to know you, and that they want to be a part of your life in a good way. It's who we are. We're just, we're family, and we hear that testimony a lot. A fellowship, though, is this. It's a group of common interest and activity. So we come together as a family in this fellowship with, as a group that has a common interest, Common goals, common activities, headed in a common direction. That's Christ-likeness. That's, we're heading there in a certain way. We want to move as a group, not a splintered group. We want to be one body in Christ in unity. A top priority in fellowship is harmony and unity. This is very important. Have you ever had one of those... Um, uh, maybe it was you that was in, you know, singing and everybody else was singing and it sounded beautiful, but that one voice is out of place, right? And, and it's awesome. And if you didn't hear anybody doing that, it was you. So just to let you know, uh, I, that's a voice of experience telling you that So because I can't carry a tune at all. So anyway, harmony and unity, have you ever heard it when uh, it's kind of like even in the orchestra example where Everything, they're all warming up, bing, bang, boom, you know, and then all of a sudden the conductor brings them into harmony. And the, and the words of that harmony is just, everything is like, oh, and it's beautiful. You know, angels start singing, you, you know, it's awesome. So that's what happens when it's in harmony. Well, if we're a splintered group, we're not in harmony. And if we're not in harmony, we don't sound beautiful. And you know what? This is the way the world has seen a lot of the church because we're always fussing and fighting and pulling and tugging with every other, every other body and even in the body. You know, it's one of the... Oh, they did a poll a while back and they said what was the number one thing missing in church and the number one thing in a, in a poll was love. That's horrible. <laughs> As a, we are supposed to be the body of Christ. We're supposed to be the body of His anointing. We're supposed to be the embodiment of who God is, who is love, and we've been missing it. That's, that's not good. That's not good. So we need to, in order to do that, one of the things that we need is we need a harmony after the heart and mind of Christ. We, we have, the Word tells us we have the heart and the mind of Christ. So we need, to, we need to learn about Him. We need to get to know Him. And we need to allow our lives to line up with who we are in Him. That helps us be in harmony and unity. In Psalm 133, uh, verse 1 through 3, you go in there and you see where people, when they're in unity and when they're in harmony, it brings the blessing of God and it brings the anointing of God. Now, we need the anointing of God. We need the blessing of God. Matter of fact, it says in there, it says when you get in unity, it's like uh, Mount Hermon, where, and it's like where the Lord commanded the blessing. I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to command the blessing in my life. 
This is a huge part. And so as a fellowship with common interests, so many times in churches you see people trying to pull this way or that way. And one, what we need to make a priority in Boomerang and in the body of Christ is harmony and unity so that the Lord can command the blessing in your life. And you know what? You're not the only one who needs the blessing in your life. People around you need the blessing. People around you need God's anointing on you too because we're designed to overflow into other people. Amen? So this is something, harmony and unity, this is something we need to commit to. In other words, let me, let me put it like this. Let's say that Barrett and I have a disagreement. I need to be committed to harmony and unity, and she does too, so that even if we disagree, we don't have a problem. Okay, it's all right. We'll just figure out what, what the difference is between our thinking. But there's no problem. This is nothing. It's just you see it one way, I see it another. But there's no way we're going to let a break come between us. We're going to stay in harmony and unity. There's no way. I see people all the time. They have the smallest things that disrupt all their stuff. You know, one I, I had somebody uh, one time, and uh, and they got mad uh, because they got mad and and they were upset because Luke, when he was about six months old, didn't smile or wave at them, and they let that come between them. Seriously. And that what a little thing, like a baby knows the difference, you know. And, but I've seen them do that with adults too. Somebody doesn't smile. Well, that's not committing ourselves to harmony and unity. That's looking for reasons to separate it. In other words, you are, you are um, automatically forcing the blessing and anointing of God away. This is something to be achieved. It's something to go after. It's something to commit to. It's something that's worth putting down yourself and putting up somebody else so that you can stay in harmony and unity. It's a great, great thing. Our, how our church is structured. By implication, a good structure promotes unity and downplays differences. A lot of times you'll find in churches, you know, you want to see where the heart is, have a church that votes on everything. Have a business meeting, praise God. <laughs> Pastor Jan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it too. We don't, we don't have, voting tends to create conflict. We don't vote. Um, that it's generally not really you know, biblical anyway. There's one place where they voted, and it's not the way that I've seen a lot of churches run. The church is a family. You should be, this is 1 Peter 3.8, you should be like one big happy family, full of sympathy toward each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. In other words, if you start to feel this tension in you, then it's already telling you that you are outside of a tender heart and a humble mind. You know, as soon as you start feeling that, you know, like that, your heart's messed up. And it may be because they did something wrong, but it's not worth you allowing your heart to get messed up whatever they did wrong. What's worth it is for you to say, ah, I'm just going to let that go. Just going to let it go. Can't stay there because it affects you more and it'll be uh, more valuable to you to just let it go. It's just not worth it. So we operate on the basis of relationships and God's design for biblical government. We are a body. The church is a body, not a business. 
We are a living, full of life organism, not an organization. Therefore, we function on the basis of spiritual gifts, a heart for the people, and wisdom, not elected offices. Now, and I'd, I'd add this, we don't just function on logic, you know, because our logic and worldly logic is different from God's logic. And there's a lot of times that the things God says is very illogical to the world. Matter of fact, he says, look, it's not going to make sense to them. And, and we've been, and even though you're not one of them in the world, we've been raised in this world. And so you have to be willing to put down even your own logic to hear the heart of who God is, the heart of love, and accept God's logic above worldly logic. So we don't function on the basis of logic all the time. Sometimes there's things that look really, really dumb that we do. Uh, I was giving the example you know, Wednesday night about the chairs that you're sitting in where if we had a very logical, we needed chairs, somebody was going to buy for chairs. One and one equals two. But not in this situation because the Holy Spirit said no. And then we got better chairs, less price. Somebody was going to pay for them. It made logical sense, but the Holy Spirit said no. Then we got offered even more chairs, better chairs, for, for even uh, double, double the chairs for less than what we were planning on paying before, and God said, go with that one. And so he had the best, and they ended up costing us nothing. So he had the best in mind for us, Completely illogical to turn the first two situations down, though. We've got to move off of the wisdom of God, not just logic. Our structure, and this is huge. We said last week that everybody is a 10 in something. And here's the thing. The people are the ministers. You know, just because I stand up here does not make me the only person that can minister to the needs of other people. When you're born again, you are a minister. We are the administers. Does that make sense? Here's, here's a good thing. Listen to this. An administer supervises the execution. They don't perform the execution of a, of a project. They supervise the execution. They give out or empower, and administer gives out or empowers, and so we administer the affairs of the church. In other words, whatever's going on, we administer those things, and we empower you to be who God's called you to be. Uh, let me give you a good example of that uh, with when you go into a doctor's office, right? And the doctor, let's say that you're sick and you need a shot, and nobody cringe, so that's cool. Uh, and in this example... Here, does he, the doctor, will administer a shot. Do you see, the doctor is not the power to get you well. The shot is. The shot is the minister to your body. The doctor administers the shot. So in other words, what we do is we empower you to go be who God's called you to be. Throughout the world, throughout the week, we empower you to go, we administer the power of God, give you the tools, give you the strength that you need, and then you perform the ministry. And if you think it's all going to happen through here, I don't have enough time in the day to administer to minister to everybody that needs ministry. It's got to come through you in order for it to uh, fulfill God's plan. 
Boomerang's name, uh, many of you may have asked, what in the world is a Boomerang Church? And, and we thought that too at one time. We thought, what are you telling us to name this church Boomerang for? And uh, it has to do with this principle. The, the name Boomerang Church is simply a picture of the body of Christ. If you can imagine the body of Christ, this body of believers called Boomerang, we are the administers. And when we pick up that individual boomerang, that they're the spiritual weapon. They are a minister of the great things of God. So every week we come in and the body picks up that individual person, that spiritual weapon, and it empowers it to go out and accomplish its task in the world. And if it's thrown correctly, it will have dispensed all of the energy, all of the power in doing its job and land right back in the hands of the body ready to be picked up and empowered again. So every week we look to empower you with the Word of God. And then we send you out to go and be the ministers. We administer power. You go out and you minister to the world that you live in. And then you come back ready to be filled up again. That's what it means. So, the church is a flock. Now a flock is, you know, if it's a decent flock, it's generally cared for and led by shepherds. Um, Sometimes you have sheep that don't want the care of a shepherd, and, and that's another message, and uh, we'll leave it alone. But a flock is an assembled group, an assembled group with the guidance of a leader. So it's important for us that God spoke about the church in this way. This is a part of God's order. He doesn't just want the flock out there roaming all by themselves everywhere without the Assembled guide, the assembled group and a guidance of a leader. We're stronger together, and we're stronger when we have somebody that hears the direction from God and knows where to take us to eat and minister what God's called us to minister. Uh, one of the things that I like to point out about a shepherd is sheep are down here, right? And they stand about so tall. And a shepherd, in the picture of a shepherd and a flock, the shepherd given by God in a supernatural way, has spiritual oversight over that flock. Now that doesn't make the shepherd in this case, the shepherd greater, it just means he has a placement and he has a responsibility. So a lot of times when a flock will submit themselves to a shepherd, he can see danger and keep them out of harm's way if they will submit to that. But if they won't, they, don't, they can't see as far. They can get really close to dangerous areas or they could stay away from areas that would bless them because their vision designed by God is supposed to come through the shepherd. So it's just a good picture. Our leadership, the eldership leads the church. The deacons help the hands-on operations of the church. The pastor is the lead elder. The pastor appoints the elders. The elders appoint the deacons, and you can find all of that stuff in those scriptures there. 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 13, 1 Timothy 5, 17, Acts 6, 1 through 7, Acts 14, 23, and James 5, 14. Uh, there are also uh, five-fold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Those come into play as well. That's a whole other teaching. And uh, one important thing is, 
As a pastor, it's very important for me to also have a pastor and to have people that I submit to and that will mentor to us, okay? Today, we actually have one of those people here. Uh, pastor Chris and Jan DeChaccio are from Gastonia, and Nicole and I willingly submit to them as mentors in our life, and he has helped to pastor me uh, in multiple ways, and we are so thrilled to have y'all today. We're looking, so Pastor Chris is going to be speaking this morning. I'm looking forward to it. You're in for a treat. So it's important. I have three people that I submit to. I have my pastor, Gene Alexander, in Rockingham at First Assembly, uh, Pastor Chris and Jan, and also uh, Pastor J.B. Whitfield. So these are, these are the people that we will submit to, that I willingly submit to. So I'm not just out here doing this thing by myself. I need to have people that can speak into my life, that can have oversight for my life, just like you need it for yours. The Boomerang Church staff, uh, Brian Wright is the lead pastor and president. Uh, Nicole is the ladies' pastor. Tara Lachella is, is Tara Lachello is the pastor's personal assistant. She's here throughout the week. And I'd also like to mention, I don't see Priscilla, but Priscilla volunteers every week, multiple days, and is here working with us as well. She's not paid staff, but she, she spends a lot of time helping you be able to serve the Lord and get ministered to. Uh, the leaders on the ELT team, this is a great team. And some of our structure is changing right now, but these are general areas where we've been operating in. Uh, Brian Wright is the lead pastor and lead elder on the ELT. The ELT is our executive leadership team. This is the elders of the church. Nicole Wright, the ladies pastor. Barrett Quayley is our youth leader, and she oversees Ablaze Youth. Deb Aldridge is our children's leader over the super kids and the nursery. And Jeff Lachello is our outreach leader. All of these are on the ELT, and this is what makes up the leadership of the church. They run the church with us. They are, they are a part of us. And uh, they are a big blessing, and a lot of things that happen, happen because these people have put in time and effort serving you before you ever knew them. Amen? And we thank God for them. Here's two questions to decide. When you're deciding, is Boomerang the right place? You need to decide this. These are important, because if you don't know these, the answer to this question in your heart, you may have trouble down the road. You know, a lot of times people come into a new church, and they just... You know, it's like I said, it's, it's green grass and blue skies. But storms do come. Our job is just is not to have no storms ever. We're in a world that's full of storms. Our job is to go into storms almost willingly, knowing that we will have success in them. So in other words, when you come, you may be all excited about boomerang and just love it. But let me, let me guarantee you there'll be a day when it's raining. And the wind's blowing, and that's not the point to dig yourself up out of the ground where you have planted yourself and take yourself somewhere else. That's when you need to know that God has placed you, and I'm being obedient to him. Amen? And so this is keys to helping you know if this is your place. Do you believe that God called me, Brian Wright, to this role as a pastor of Boomerang Church at this time? Because if you don't believe that, you probably don't need to be a member. I'm not going to be able to help you a whole lot. I'm just saying. <laughs> Number two, does God want you here now? Does he want you here now? And here's the thing. That answer is not always yes. And we're okay with that. 
<laughs> we're, we're just fine with that. We actually, if that answer is not yes for you, then the issue is, if you tried to come, you would be in somebody else's place. And some other body of Christ that's also a part of our body is missing you. And so it's important for you to answer these questions. And if you don't know them, we'll pray. We'll help seek God with you and pray with you and find out, hey, where is your place? What is it? What other church is it? What other body? And we don't mind that at all. So, here, what does it mean to be a member? Trying to wrap up here. This is what it means. We want to be growing in relationships, growing in spiritual maturity, growing to change the community, growing in the knowledge of God, growing in family values, growing to fulfill God's destiny in your life, and growing in spiritual gifts. Um, did you catch the common thread in all of that? You're supposed to grow. That's God. Uh, we just finished a series called Increase. It is God to increase. In Luke 2.52 it says, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature, or wisdom and maturity, and favor with God and man. It's God for you to grow. Why? Because as you grow, your capacity to move in Him grows. You can help more people and you're more blessed as well. So we want to promote healthy growth in boomerang all the time now what is expected of you number one number one number one did i mention this number one maintain unity maintain it if you've got an issue get it resolved come talk you're not you're not going to find ears that won't listen to you come talk maintain unity listen I, this is a part of maintaining unity is that you agree with our strategy of service. We are, listen to this, we're putting our comfort on the line. In other words, maintaining unity may put you in a place of discomfort originally at first, but it's worth it to maintain the unity. Uh, our strategy of service, you being the minister, that doesn't mean that you're coming up here and having to preach and get in front of people, but God may ask you to pray for somebody throughout the week over time. He'll know when you're ready. He'll ask you when you're ready. But we're putting comfort on the line so that we can perform and partner with God to see his will done. So, what's expected of you? Maintain unity. Number two, agree to our strategy of service. Share responsibility. In other words, it, it, you, know, you may come in here and you may be being blessed all the time, but you know what? We need help. This stuff doesn't just happen. It doesn't, you know, believe it or not, I didn't make coffee this morning for you. You know, I didn't turn the lights on. You know, I didn't do all of this. Why? Because I can't. <laughs> I can't do it all. And we can't do everything that, we've, that God's called us to do without you. We need your help. We need, there's a responsibility and we need you to play a part in it some way. There's somewhere where you can volunteer and help. Number two, serve in ministry. Be willing to pray. Be willing to, to learn how to lead people to Christ. You know? God's not going to rush you and force you into something, but there, he has called you to grow up. 
support the testimony of Boomerang Church. You know, we're, we're not far off from getting some stickers that will go on the back of the car. And I really don't want somebody calling the church going, your Boomerang person just cut me off in traffic and then told me I was number one. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> support the testimony of the church. Everybody knows you go to Boomerang because you posted it on Facebook, and that's good. But when you do that, let's make sure that we live up to it, you know. Let's support not only the testimony of Boomerang, let's support the witness of Christ, you know. And one of the biggest things, oh, man, it, 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 it really could get under my skin if I let it. It's scrolling through Facebook, and today somebody's like, praise God, he's blessing us so much. And tomorrow they're like, woo! You know, and they got some kind of crazy picture from Saturday night that they, you know, did the wrong thing or whatever. So support the testimony, you know, support the testimony. Number, last one, be a part of the family team. The membership commitment is this. I will protect the unity of my church. I will share the responsibility of my church. I will protect. The unity, I will share in the responsibility. I will serve the ministry of my church, and I will support the testimony of my church. And then our last page there shows you all of our information. You can find this on the website. Those are our weekly services, and then there's the website, boomerangchurch.org, uh, the telephone number, our uh, mailing address there, and then also the email address that you can reach at any time. Every Sunday at 10 a.m. we have class, coffee, and conversate. Uh, and then that's just a time for us to fellowship, have some coffee, wake up, and have a good class. And then every Sunday morning uh, at 11 is our worship service. Every Monday night at Blue Bay Restaurant, we have the men's group. Wednesday night, maturity meeting. And Thursday night at 6.30 is Ablaze Youth. And uh, so those are our weekly things. Monthly we have some ladies uh, that get together as well. But if you have any questions about anything, let us know. And if you're interested in being a member, uh, just come and see me uh, or Nicole at any time or any of the ELT, Jeff, Barrett, or Deb, and just let us know, hey, I'd like to be a member. It's not something where we're sitting there going, oh, hey, we got, I have people ask me all the time, how many members do you have? And I said, I have no idea. I said, because here's what we're interested in. Are you a part of the family? And can I serve you? You know, we're not trying to, you know, we want more people to join us and join the body of Christ. No doubt about that. None, none whatsoever. We want it to grow in numbers as well as spiritual growth. But as far as keeping that for a record and knowing exactly how many all the time, how many members we have, we don't care about that. We want to serve you. We want to love on you. And we want you to commit to the place that God has called you to be. Amen? Lord, we just thank you so much for your call in our lives. Thank you, Father, that each one of us have a place in your body. What an opportunity to have a place in your body. Lord, we just praise you. We thank you. We love you. Lord, thank you for highlighting that place to us. Thank you for preparing a place in your body for us. And Lord, thank you for letting us be a part of what you're doing we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. It was a great, it's going to be a great day. And uh, get ready for it. Get your expectation up. Start praying about the service. And we'll see you in a few. Thank you for joining us.